Welcome back to Kingdom Family Talks. It's great to be with you, and my name's Scott Wilson. It's great great to be with Leif today again, and Leif, welcome. Thank you so much. Today we are continuing part two of our exploration of the values and vision and mission of of Global Mission Awareness. And if you didn't catch part one, I encourage you to uh, jump onto the website or jump onto your podcast app and find that, uh, that episode. And what we did in the first part, we took some time to unpack the mission and the vision of, of Global Mission Awareness. And for those of you who missed it, just in a bridge version, we talked about these three arms of, of, of GMA, the first and, and the central tenet being this kingdom family love movement mm. and uh, really cultivating a culture that changes culture. And, and then the second uh, arm of that is um, the missions movement. So like the wings of an eagle, love being in the center, and then power and wisdom flowing out, and and the missions movement being when we operate in power, uh, spirit of power, and then the the third arm is uh, or the second wing is uh, the reconciliation and transformation movement, really operating in a spirit of wisdom. We took some time to unpack the the first two values, and the first value was father focused, that we become what we behold as sons and daughters, and the second value is love compelled. We specialize in loving as he loves without an agenda. Mm. And uh, as I said, if you if you missed uh, the first first session, I really encourage you to connect with that because we we explore them in, in a little bit more detail. But today we're going to focus on the the, the other three values, and uh, I think we should just dive right in, Leif. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. So the 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 third value and the first one for today is family centered. Leif, what does that mean? First of all, it's important for us to know when we're talking about God is that God is a family. Mm. God is a father. God is a son. And God is a Holy Spirit. So if we want to have a relationship with God, it's very important that we understand what a healthy kingdom family is like. How is the health? How is the environment? What is the culture of a father, son, and Holy Spirit? How do they love one another? You will never, as an example in scripture, find out the son say, why are you the father and I'm the son? Mm. Or you will never see the Holy Spirit say, hey, why are you the son and I'm the spirit? (laughs) But if you look at them, they are totally one. There's only one God. Mm. That is God is father, son, spirit. There's only one family. And this is a kingdom family. And when you look at the family, there's such a unity, such a oneness. So when we're talking about it, it it's a family-centered. We talked about you can only have a family-centered. Number one, we talked about if we're becoming sons and daughters, if we are father-focused, meaning that when our view of God is reflecting how we see Mm ourselves. So some of the people, when they have a visitation kind of a view of God instead of habitation, or if they're looking up and they have more an orphan mentality, then the way they see God is reflecting how they see themselves. And then they're looking around the family table and they compete with one another. Then it is like you're coming Mm -hmm. to the family table, whoa, let me get a slice. Why did he get healed and not me? And you will find that in an orphan wall view because there is a scarcity. There is why did he and not me and self is in the center. Mm-hmm. But when you have a kingdom help the family, you know that, wow, Papa God owns the bakery. 
And when you're coming, if you get healed, well, my brother got healed, you get very, very excited about it. And that's the way healthy families. But we're living in a world where the world has become an orphanage. Mm -hmm. And this is probably some of the most painful part of the heart of God. Because when God created us to man and woman, he created us. He created us for family. So when he was breathing life into Adam and then eventually brought Eve to Adam and then the father blessed them to be, not to do, but to be, and then to be fruitful and then to multiply, fill this whole earth with the very family that we have in heaven, the very love we have in heaven, the very culture of heaven, fill this whole earth with it so that it's kind of, if you're coming down to the earth, you could see what heaven looks like because you see such a unity, you see such a love. So that starts with each one. He wants us to restore the spirit of sonship back again to us. And that's what you saw with Jesus, that he always said, call him Papa. He always called him Father, Father. Until this one point, he says, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabatani. He said, God, God, why have you forsaken us? For one moment, he was separated from perfect love so that we could be restored back again to perfect love. For one moment, he didn't call him Father, he called him God. Because for one moment he became an orphan so that we could be sons and daughters mm. and be restored back again to the Father. This is eventually one of the most beautiful part of the cross that Jesus took our sins and now we are righteous. He took our shame so now we are glorified. But eventually what he did is to restore us back into the original intention to family. Mm. So often the salvation message has been what we are saved from instead of what we are saved to. Mm. Wow. And this is very important for us to see what we're being saved to. So much of our focus is, oh, I'm saved from sin, I'm saved from this, mm -hmm. instead of I was saved to a father, saved to a family. I have my place, so this is something that is so beautiful. And if you just have a half a gospel instead of a full gospel, something will be missing in your life. And the orphan heart and orphan spirit is there. So the father's heart and also the heart of the son and the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit, mm. the family of heaven, is that each one of us is going to find a place at the family table. Mm. That's why GMA, that's why this kingdom family movement, that's why the reconciliation movement and the mission movement is father-focused, is love-compelled, but it's always family-centered. It's not mm. about lay fat any longer. Mm. It's no longer about just me and my gift. And often we say, well, it's nameless and faceless, this next move of God's spirit. And I know what the prophets mean when they say that. Mm. But in reality, every one of us have a name. Mm. Every one of the sons and daughters have a name. And every one of us have a face. And the Father sees each one of us. And when we are finding our place, and I get to be me, and you get to be you, and we become original, mm. and we start to celebrate one another, we start to honor one another, but we see where we fit into family table. Mm then at that moment, something starts to take place. One can do a thousand, two, ten thousand. What can a whole family movement around the world do? That's what we've been living. That's the way we've been loving. And we've been in a journey of becoming family. And now it is beautiful. Now we want to multiply family everywhere so that people can see what God looks like because he is a father, he's a son, and he's a Holy Spirit. Mm. It has to be family-centered. Mm. If not, it becomes always self-centered and it is no longer a kingdom and it will not change earth. I think a massive defining thing about family, and you articulate this well, life is it's not what we do that makes us who we are, it's who we are that makes us do what we do. But I think in the culture of family, in the context of healthy family, uh, you know, if, if we really think, if you unpack the fact that we are all made in the image of God, then and we are unique. We're all unique individuals. There's no two people that are the same. Even even identical twins aren't the same pe people, you know. 
but if we are made in the image of God, then we're actually all a unique representation of, of God in the world. And so as a family, there is something that, that you can offer the family that no one else can. But similarly, there's something that I can offer the family that no one else can. And I think there's this, there's this covenantal nature of affirmation that it doesn't have any hint of jealousy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a spirit of comparison about it. And um, I'm even reminded of a story uh, years ago, um, uh, amazing prophet, his name's Steve Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was in Australia and, and uh, just sharing about this principle of jealousy or the, the, the notion of jealousy, but the principle of rejoicing in one's blessing. And I think in a family culture, you know, he was talking, telling this great story about you know, a friend of his who received a financial blessing, and instead of being jealous about it, he said, I rejoice in that blessing. And, uh, and, and very quickly after that, this ensued this kind of rally back and forth of, of each of them rejoicing in each other's blessing and their upgrade kind of increasing. And I think it's a beautiful illustration because in a family, it's... Uh, when you have healthy family and you have healthy fathers and mothers, then sons and daughters really know how to celebrate one another, and uh, and from that you go out in strength. You know, it's like I think you say, you know, one can do a thousand, two can do ten thousand. You know, and and in that covenantal healthy context, uh, that's really where we see the advancement of this movement. I think another story that came to my mind, and you were there, is when we had Sean Bowles as mm. one of the speakers at yeah. the family gathering. Yeah, I love this and, story. Uh, yeah, and it's just. <laughs> Because Sean Bowles used covenantal language, and and a lot of us we we see each other as family, but when he then used a story that I never forgot, and I've used it many many times, is when he talked about when his dad used to take his sister out shopping, and how much was it? well, it was yeah. two hundred forty one dollars and seventy cents. <laughs> so Sean knew that when I'm coming to dad, and me and dad are going to go out shopping, I know what I have access to. Mm-hmm. And this is also the beautiful part of family, the way we are living and the way we are loving. You honor the prophet and you certainly have access to what you honor. Mm-hmm. So it is honor is what love looks like. In a family-centered culture, we honor one another. But then I also saying you have something with Papa God that I don't have. I'm not going to become you, but I honor that and suddenly have access to things that I didn't have before. I know when I meet with God, there's more things I have access to that I never did before. And that's what I think is so beautiful about this whole kingdom family movement when we are around a family table. I'm just, yeah, I get tears just starting to talk about it because mm. there's so many people, including you, Scotty, that makes me better than I am. Mm. It's just that uh, people are like, where did you get this brilliant? Where did you get this from there? And I'm like, I'm just honoring all these amazing people who are on the table that has it. And it yeah. just flows this way. Yeah. And it's like, why living just with my account when there's all these amazing accounts out there? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It really is amazing. And I think when you even, you know, as a, I look at some of the brothers and, and sisters that I have in our family and families <laughs> around the world, I'm like, wow, I, I actually, I, I can tap into that. Like, I don't have to pay the price because I can actually, you know, I can tap into what, what they have journeyed through and what they have cultivated. It's really beautiful. Uh, the next value, uh, and, and I think maybe we can talk about some of the sons that maybe are, are, uh, are running leaps and bounds ahead of us in, in some of these areas, but uh, the next value is spirit-empowered, spirit-empowered. So what does, what does a family, what does a movement look like when we're spirit-empowered? Yeah. First of all, when the spirit-empowered is used here, is talking a little bit about also when the Spirit of God is upon you. Mm. From this very identity that we have, if you remember that with Jesus, there was a dove that came upon him. 
And then he says, now the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. So now we have the empowerment. We have the anointing to break your whether it's bad news, we got good news. Whether it's sickness, we certainly have the power to heal. We are there to be able to deliver people. Jesus was multiplying food. Jesus was doing all these amazing things. So the empowerment, our culture now, when you know, when you have your identity, you, when you're rooted and grounded in love, you come from love, you found your place at the family table. The next thing also, there's the empowerment, the supernatural empowerment to live the lifestyle of Jesus, that the supernatural would be natural in our lifestyle. And we have God's ability, God's power, God's presence, God's glory, all of those things available for us as a family to live and to love out loud. And this is beautiful part of the family movement is empowered sons and daughters. And I'm just thinking about Jeff Yurden as one. Yeah. I think both of us were thinking about, but he's just one example. But I love the stories when stage four cancer is being healed or mm-hmm. blind eyes are being opened up. But hearing these stories is a regular basis. I'm like, that's just one of our sons and daughters at the yeah. family table. Or there can be a Paul Yado or it can be a Benji. I think there's five at least specifically my sons and daughters that I know just that are connected to me that have raised the dead. Wow. And the last time I heard, I think it was from Benji and Daniela. So when I'm hearing these stories of people now, I'm not experienced and seen that yet, but I have through my sons and daughters. So even many of the things that I've not been able to see, and then I get stories and I'm like, wow, you saw that? Or you. And it's consistent to spread. This is part, everyone around the family table have access to fullness. You don't have to live from measure any longer. You can live from fullness. But it is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It is the fullness of the Christ in you. And Christ means the anointed one. It is flowing in the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that we can live the Jesus life, which is loving out loud. Mm, come on. Well, the the last uh, the last value that we want to explore today is mission impassioned, and I, I think that this probably is is your <laughs> sweet spot. It's is my sweet the spot. thing that drives you the most. <laughs> Uh, but what what is what is for the family? What does mission and passion look like? We do believe that again. We're talking about here is that if you you mentioned like the Paul Manring, if you go down in the end, hundred years from now when Leif Atland is gone, I believe that my spirit was sons and daughters, and their spirit was sons and daughters. Uh, hundred years from now, I'm dreaming about that. Every single Muslim know how good God is and how loved they are. Mm-hmm. Every Hindu have experienced it. Every Buddhist have experienced it. Every poor person have experienced it. Every billionaire have experienced it. That this whole earth, at, by that time period, have had an encounter. So the mission virus that is in me is contagious and is spread into our family. Our family have a mission virus. And we are spreading it. It's a goodness epidemic. It's a love epidemic that is spreading. And there's no immune system that can be able to stop this because it is just like a virus, the mission virus. It is so contagious. We didn't want to focus and begin with a great commission. We didn't want to focus on, well, we need to touch our neighbors, this and that. No, we wanted to find this is who you are. This is your identity. This is the spirit of adoption. This is who you are. This is who you are in Christ. This is who you are. Second of all, then we say, no, you are rooted and grounded in love. We motivated, we're driven by love. We really love people because we love people the way God loves people, Mm -hmm. with God's love. 
but we are part of a family. We're not alone. It's not lone rangers out there. You know, oh, I have to do this. No, I'm part of a family and I get to play my instrument, part of God's big orchestra. But together with the family, it suddenly becomes the sound of heaven. And then we also, we have the empowerment. We're plugged in. We have the electricity that flows in us so that we can be light and we can arise and shine for our light has come. But then from there, it's very important that all of us, not everybody will go to Pakistan or go to the Middle East or go to places that I do. Mm. But everyone that is part of our movement, if you are a school teacher and you're part of our family movement, when you have had the first four of our core value, the next one is also part of who we are. If you taste and you're getting around that school teacher, no matter if that's in Asia, or if that's here in America, or if that's in Australia, that school teacher will say, thank God it is Monday. Because they will know as a school teacher, I'm on a mission with God and the mission together with my family. And these days in the classroom is not mundane. It's not always easy, but I get to represent the God. I get to represent Jesus. I get to represent the Holy Spirit. I have full of love, full of power, full of wisdom is available to all of our sons and daughters so that it is a missional lifestyle. But I also believe it's not just the school teacher or the nurse and the business owner. All of us have taken a responsibility for a God so loved the world. And we do want to see this gospel spreading into the whole world because the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as water covered the sea. And the way that's going to happen for the whole world is because sons and daughters are stepping into glory. And then they will get the knowledge of the glory of God. They will mm. see what a glory is because of glory filled sons and daughters. They know who they are. And that's the convergence of love, power and wisdom in all of us when that becomes the lifestyle in the way we are living and loving. First, as individual, if you're married, in your marriage, into your children, into your workplaces, but also there's gonna be a tsunami wave of love that is gonna flow into this world. Mm. So we are on a mission yeah. that gives us passion for this mission. It is who I am and there, there was a season until I captured a family movement. This is what everything was about for me. It was just the power to go out and let everybody hear. But I realized if people don't have the identity, they're not representing him. They're just representing themselves. And second of all, in the next moment, if they're not driven by love, it is fear because we need to do that. That's what it used to be for me mm. because I still had an orphan heart. And then I realizing if we're not a family, it's like having a fire without a fireplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I realized, oh no, God doesn't want a billion orphans. He doesn't want people just, why did he want them saved? Not saved from something. I believe in that, save them mm. from sin but we need to save them to something. Yeah. That I need to see what healthy family looks like here. So every church needs to be a kingdom church, a kingdom family church. Mm. So that they are part of community, they're part of family. That's what God wants to see on earth. And then I also want everyone to be empowered, everybody. But you do not need, the purpose of the Holy Ghost is a Holy Ego. So the reason is not for me just to have power and electricity <laughs> to experience something in the church and, mm. oh, I didn't feel like, no. It is so that I can live the Jesus life out. But then I need to have a clarity of the harvest. I have to have a clarity of my assignment. And it's what, even thinking about Billy Graham today, I just was thinking about it. The wisdom of this man, because the proverb says, he is wise who wins souls, because that's eternal. And I could see Billy Graham when he went up to heaven and he got his upgrade and he said it very clearly. If you're hearing that Billy Graham died, it's not true. All yeah. I did was I go from this place to my true home. Change my address. I just changed my address, yeah. <laughs> but then, I can't imagine when Billy Graham and I, yeah. that's what part of give me a focus for the rest of my life. But when I see Billy Graham is up there and you can see the multitude from every nation, wow. tongue, tribe and language. And then Billy Graham comes up, thank you. 
Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for loving well. Thank you for being clear with the gospel, with the good news. Thank you. And I could see the whole heaven there, people. There he is, Billy Graham. Yeah. And that's why the scripture verse in this season, I think is John 14, 6. No, excuse me, it's John 17, 4, where Jesus says, I have glorified you, Father, and I have finished everything that you call me to do. This is, if you say the overall arching, if that's the only verse you get. Mm. I've lived a lifestyle of glory, full of love, full of power, and full of wisdom that brought glory mm. to you, Papa. So when they see Scotty, they see who Papa is. And then I finished everything that you called me to do. I did, and that's what Billy Graham, at the age of 99, he got his ultimate upgrade. He went home. And it's so beautiful to say that here is a life well lived. Everything we did here had an eternal purpose and value that there's something bigger than a few years Leif Hetland have here on earth. What I'm doing is also for eternity. I do want everybody to be able to see how good he is and how loved they are and to have an encounter with Jesus Christ, a God that looks like Jesus in and through each one of us as sons and daughters that are full of the Spirit of God. That's what excites me. Wow. So good. So good. And I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot there to process, but uh, what we're, the vision is is to, to create culture that changes culture. And in order to do that, you have to, you have to develop culture changes. Yeah. And that's us. That, you know, we have to start somewhere and we have to start embodying these different values. And, um, you know, I think that there's a couple of practical tools that uh, we're working on to, to equip the family in power, love, and wisdom. We mentioned it in part one of this that we're excited to have released Upgrade in Love, your first e-course, uh, walking people through how to develop a lifestyle of receiving, becoming, and releasing love. And that's a really exciting tool. Uh, it's even more exciting that at some point this year through 2018, looks like probably mid-2018, we're going to release Upgrade in Power, the second e-course, and that will take people on a similar journey of how to develop a lifestyle of receiving, becoming, and releasing God's power. And then the third e-course will be released hopefully by the end of the year, which is Upgrade in Wisdom, and will follow a similar format. So it's exciting that in the, the period of 12 months of 2018, that as a family we can access and upgrade in this convergence lifestyle, mm. which represents the kingdom family movement, that represents the missions movement, and represents the reconciliation and transformation movement. Yeah. Wow. So good. And it's so exciting. Good. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. Cool. So really encourage you to connect with those resources. Uh, upgrade in Love is available at reigninlifeacademy.com. And uh, you can also uh, you can unpack some of what we've been sharing about in this podcast at globalmissionawareness.com forward slash vision. But uh, Leif, I think it'd be wonderful uh, for you to release just a, a commissioning um, to, to sons and daughters, to members of our family that, uh, that, mm. that they could begin to embrace these values mm. as individuals, as communities, and eventually as nations. Let us just take a few moments and just, <laughs> just receive. I see the scripture verse that comes to my mind is, I have not given you a spirit of fear. Second hmm. Timothy 1.7. I have not given you a spirit of fear. It's not for me, says Papa God. I have not given that to you. But what I have given you is a spirit of power, a spirit of power, because you are powerful. I have given you a spirit, and it's a spirit of power. 
It is a spirit of love, a spirit of love, spirit of love, fullness of love. But it is also a sound mind. It's self-mastering way of thinking. It is, uh, it's actually a place of peace, peaceful thinking. And out of that, wisdom flows. So I thank you, Father, that uh, we get to be part of this beautiful, beautiful life where there's a life and life abundantly, Jesus. You came to give each one of us. And I thank you that the best of who each one of us are can only be found in you and can only be found in family and can only be found in our identity. So I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to a father-focused life. I'm saying yes to being a beloved son. And if you are a lady out there, to be a beloved daughter of a good, good papa. Father, I just also thank you that, wow, that I've received love. I've received your love and that we are love compelled. Thank you, Father, that we are rooted and grounded in love and that love is flowing in and through us in such a way that people get to see who you are. I thank you that I get to be part of family. First of all, the family of heaven. But I also thank you I get to see family here on earth. And I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, a spirit-empowered life supernatural life even what i just saw this last few days where there were so many healings and miracles and lives being transformed i thank you i thank you for many years i didn't know about the spirit empowered life but i see it now and even more fun to see other people being empowered in this life and i thank you father for the mission virus that is spreading around the world and that all the nations on the earth will be touched by this virus and the goodness is going to spread in such a way that even the news channel will just talk about how good you are, God, and how loved people are. So I bless each one of the listeners to get in on this, to become this. And I think even as we're hearing the stories that is taking place in every life, in every marriage, in every church, in every business, in governments, in every area of society, that we're going to see how good you are and how loved people are in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Wow. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, until next time, we bless you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.